Welcome back to Arts About. Show about art that's a work of art in itself. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, John. I was, I was a bit slow turning that down, wasn't I? Oh, I'm not sure. What are you doing over there? You're moving the mic around. <laughs> I know. Mucking with the music. Morning, Mark. Oh. 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 Mark's not there. Mark's not there. <laughs> You're listening to Arts About this morning on RPP, which is brought to you by the generosity of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery, and you're here in the RPP studios with cultural sounding board and artist-in-residence John Baird. Not the thermodynamic Mark Stewart. No, he's thermodynamicking somewhere else. <laughs> he most certainly is. I think he's away sunning himself somewhere warmer than this. What I heard is that he's booked himself into the RPP apartment in Port Douglas <gasps> and uh, he's testing that out possibly on your behalf, Sally. Oh my goodness me, yes, and it's me, Sally Bailey, here. Um, mm, well, that's a, bit, uh, that's a bit rough, but he's off there doing that while we're sitting down here in the freezing cold, John. Oh, well, it might be awful. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> it's NAIDOC week this week and celebrations are being held across the, um, uh, the country um, and are every July to celebrate the history, culture and achievements of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people. Um, its origins, which I didn't know actually, can be traced back to the 1920s. Really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when Aboriginal groups sought to increase uh, awareness in the wider community of the status and treatment of their people. It's been a long time. At a time when they weren't even recognised as a people, mm. it would seem. They were mm. listed as part of the flora and fauna. Yeah, that's right. So it's been going a long time. This this year's theme is called is Because of Her We Can, and it celebrates the role women have played and continue to play as active and significant role models at the community in the community, local, state and national levels. So uh, I'm going to play some fabulous music as Good. a result of that, some indi- Indigenous women doing some wonderful things. Mm-hmm. What have you got on today, John? Uh, I'm going to talk about the appalling behaviour of a Sydney art dealer. Oh, oh, my He treated me terribly. Did he? Yeah. Did he now? Was he your art dealer or can we not know? Well, it, 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 something happened. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty good. Well, we haven't got uh, Mark to fill us in with something obtuse this week. No. Are we allowed to say obtuse? Oh, we're not we, really. We can say it while he's not it's here, can't we? It's dynamic, but really, yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, he's not here. Yeah. We can the do. obtuse one. We can say <laughs> obtuse as often as we like. <laughs> he's so obtuse. What we are going to do this week is uh, we're going to talk with a uh, friend of the show, Susan McCulloch from Whistlewood Gallery. They're presenting a fundraising exhibition in collaboration with the Peninsula Hot Springs for NADOC Week called Meeting Place. It's showing a collection of barks, paintings, ochres, carvings, weavings and jewellery by some rising stars of Aboriginal art. And 20% of those proceeds for, from that exhibition are going to go to Baluk Arts, the Aboriginal Art Centre in the Mornington Industrial Estate. So that's a pretty good thing. Mm. We're also going to be talking with local painter John Anderson, whose latest exhibition is on at Australian Galleries. John, you and I went and had a look at it last week. And it's great. It is fantastic, isn't Mm. it? Luscious was a word being handed about. Was it luscious? Yeah, Mm. I can see that that word should apply to it really well. I must admit, as I walked in there and walked past the first panoramic um, view of Cape Shank, my jaw hit the ground and I was off. It was so exciting, I mm. thought. 
Yeah, mm. it is. It's a, it's a great show, and uh, he handles boats well too, which I yes, like. absolutely, he does. They're mm. really they're perfect. In fact, I looking at it, I was thinking we better get Tim Phillips up here to have a look at this. I bet oh, yeah. he'll like these paintings. Yeah, he would. Mm. Yeah. Tim Phillips, our local boat builder, of course, down in Sorrento. So anyway, to um, to continue on with our theme of uh, NADOC Week, I'm going to play you some music, first of all, from Thursday Islands. This is the Mills Sisters. I have struggled to find recordings of this. They are around people. You can find them in various libraries. I'm very uh, thrilled to actually have in my possession uh, Frangipani Island, which is uh, a collection of their works. This is Thursday, um, Deb Key from them, the Mills Sisters. Friend of the show and Indigenous art expert, Whistlewood Gallery director, writer and critic Susan McCulloch joins us this morning to tell us about the exhibition she, in conjunction with the Peninsula Hot Springs, are presenting to celebrate NADOC Week this week. It's a fundraiser for the local Indigenous art centre, Baluk, and it's called Meeting Place and includes art from seven regions of Aboriginal art, uh, approximately 35 pieces celebrating the connection between water and wellbeing. Welcome to Arts About, Susan McCulloch. Thank you, Sally. Lovely to be here, as always. Oh, it's great to, great to talk to you. Uh, Susan, this is an unusual departure in a way for you, I guess, uh, because this exhibition isn't at your gallery, is it? It's not. We do, actually. We do done exhibitions in different spaces, but um, on the peninsula we've shown at Coolart. And, um, oh, of course you have. Yes, but not for, not for a while. So it's an interesting and somewhat challenging um, thing to present an exhibition in a completely non-different gallery, you know, gallery space, um, and that has really no, very few facilities for for hanging art because it's so full of um, um, wonderful other activities, bathing and so forth. However, the stylist there, Kim Neeps, has done a fabulous job in redesigning the um, the cafe of the Spa Dreaming Centre. And she's doing a really imaginative display um, on the walls and around in that space. So it'll be very beautiful. So what, what kind of work is going to be there? Um, well, they're acrylics and colourful acrylics and ochres and uh, barks. Um, the theme, as we've said, is on um, water and well-being or wellness, which obviously... Um, um, is celebrating the hot springs main activities and and um, as well as uh, as well as NADOC week which is um, the wonderful theme because of her we can so a lot of the a lot of the works not all of the works are by women but a number are by women and because women are so involved obviously in the health and well-being of communities um, it's very appropriate so a lot of the works are very soft in nature they have wonderfully soft colours and they range from, uh, they all tell a story about the artist's connection to their country and the history and the ways in which um, they've, um, they celebrate the, you know, the aspects of, of um, maintaining health. So they include uh, works such as Bush Medicine Stories, which feature um, um, the leaves and the plants that are used in in bush medicine, they also feature um, water dreaming and weather, um, the creation of rain, and the creation of the rock holes and the important 
water sites, which are the meeting places of Aboriginal people, hence the name, mm. um, which also refers to a name in the hot springs or a way that the hot springs describe themselves as their 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 pools being a meeting place for for people. So it's got all these multi-dimensional um, references. Speaking of which, um, Sue. Good morning, Sue. It's John. Hello, John. Um, I'm. Uh, I was wondering whether or not it was possible to sit in a bubbling pool and uh, have <laughs> one of those shows that you have at Whistlewood going on in front of you. You know, so that you could hold. Now the there's an idea, Susan. <laughs> Thank you, John. But the weather is a little bit against us. It is a little bit cold at this right. time of year, and um, and I think people in the water might be warm. But the, I think it would be logistically very difficult. We did think of that of doing this amazing parade, and there's a new section of the hot springs which is opening in late July, in which that may indeed be possible because there's a whole amphitheatre and you know a place that people can kind of um, it's it's a much more wandering sort of um, area that... Um, mm, nonetheless, uh, the, it, there's certainly the opportunity here to um, tie things together, which is which art is very good at. So yes. the concept of well-being and, uh, and the water and paintings that deal with the same subjects and all on the same place, I think it's a fantastic thing. Well, it's unusual. Maybe people will think... be in the mood to look at art after they get out of the pools. <laughs> Will you be there soon yes. in one of the pools? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, it needs to be inside at this time of year and very, very much, you know, it's run. It's running. Actually, we've extended the date to run to the 23rd. It was originally going to be just for a week and we thought that there's probably more interest to extend it. So we'll probably we'll extend it to um, the July the 23rd. So it goes from the 17th to the... 20, sorry, the 10th. The 10th, yes. yes. Don't get the wrong date. Um, and, um, yeah, so it'll be in where the cafe is, in the Far Dreaming Centre. Um, and there's a mixture of works on the walls and also three-dimensional works. Um, there's a, a great interest, obviously, in the um, ochre works and things like those wonderful ceremonial poles from Arnhem Land, which are forming a little central oh. display, a group of those. We've just got a whole lot of new um, barks in from northeast Arnhem Land. Um, so the organic nature of you know those are also really, really fitting in the theme as well. And there will be works, of course, from the Arts Centre who we're raising money for, the Baloch Arts, the yep. wonderful local artists of the Mornington Peninsula. Um, and, um, yes, so there'll be some of their works and some um, three-dimensional smaller works, such as the Indigenous jewellery, metal jewellery by the, from the Indigenous Jewellery Project and from Buku Larangai Mulka Art Centre in North East Arnhem Land and little woven fibre and um, uh, smaller items too. So it's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, it's it's a great marriage actually because it really goes the the Peninsula Hot Springs, the aesthetic that they have uh, created down there, and the and the sort of spiritual um, openness to indigenousness is really uh, it's a it seems like it's a perfect forum really to have an exhibition like this. Well, the pool of yes, water plays yes. a big role in indigenous culture. Mm, yes, it does, mm. and probably absolutely. And, and probably
probably mm-hmm. ought to for all of us, actually, I must admit. Uh, now, you mentioned the amphitheatre that's about to, that's going to be open there in a couple of months. Yeah. We haven't, uh, I, I haven't seen it, but I have, uh, I have heard about it and seen images of it. It sounds like it's going to be an extraordinary new forum down there. Yes, it is. I'll let the hot springs people tell them about Yes, yeah, so I, I think we probably better get them, um, uh, Charles Davidson in here at some point to tell us a little bit. Yes, no, it's it's wonderful. It's um, We had a little sneak preview oh, months ago. It was still warm, so it must have been months ago. And, um, yeah, it's going to be very beautiful and um, really quite an extraordinary, extraordinary complex. It still maintains its core... Um, you know, it's earthiness, I think, which is really good and it's very, um, very much connected and talking about the land and, um, and, um, and the beneficial aspects of water and the pleasurable aspects of water. Mm. Well, we're, mm. yes, we're, we're very lucky to be to have them down here. Uh, so your exhibition, Meeting Place, runs. It opens on July the tenth, and I think you're mm-hmm. going to do a little talk at that particular at the opening, aren't you? Um, we we are the opening. Um, it's an invitation only opening on that that evening to um, Hot Springs clients and our the sort of you know, mailing, mailing list, list yes. rather than open to the general public. That's yep. awfully thingy, but just the space just is space, a bit yes. limited. Yes. Um, so that we are doing an in-conversation with Talara Gray from um, Valocard. So anybody is welcome. We just didn't want sort of thousands of people, but really any listeners to Arts and About are more than welcome to get in touch with either McCulloch and McCulloch or the Hot or Springs, the hot springs. come along yes. to that opening on um, on Tuesday Tuesday evening, um, the 10th of July at 6.30 and it's a free event so very generously put on by the Hot Springs who are donating 20% um, of the proceeds to Baluk so it's quite a significant fundraiser for... yeah, a very worthy cause. It's fabulous. Well, um, well done you, as always, Susan. Um, we'll put a link on our Facebook page, of course, and uh, hopefully get down there ourselves to see it. Okay, excellent. Wonderful. Thank you, wonderful Arts About team. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us today. Bye. Bye, Susan McCulloch. Bye, Susan. Now, again, I've got another Indigenous artist that we're going to play, which I have played, I think, before in the past, but there's never too much Ruby Hunter. This is Naranjiri Woman. John Anderson has a new exhibition at Australian Galleries that opened last week, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, John and I were very glad to have been there. Uh, the sheer number of paintings was cause for exclamation, and uh, to see amongst them familiar landmarks like Cape Shank and Flinders um, uh, depicted in John's typically theatrically lit and brooding scenes was absolutely thrilling. Uh, We are delighted to have him on the phone with us this morning to talk to us about it. John Anderson, congratulations on a great show and welcome to Arts About. Oh, it was wonderful. We were um, we were buzzing like all like the entire crowd was the other night at the opening, John. well, <laughs> it was really, it really was extra, extraordinary. As soon as I walked in and I saw that panorama on the right, the, the, the Cape Shank one, I just thought, I don't want to talk yeah. to anybody here. I've got to go and have a look. Oh, and I'm, I, I'm sure I wasn't the only one to react like, like that. Um, did you enjoy people's reactions to your work? Yeah, look, I, I was very happy that people seemed to uh, respond in a, in a very, 
great Broadway. Um, I didn't seem to be too uh, concerned about arguing the point over anything. They, they, they seemed to react pretty well in a, a gut instinct way. So. Is that something that you're fearful of, that people will argue with you about your work? Oh, well, I guess. I guess in the past, I suppose in a way this shows a bit more mellow <laughs> I don't know, than earlier shows. Um, I guess, I guess because I, I paint about, uh, I guess psychological things as yeah. much as representational things. Sometimes the content uh, either disturbs people or makes them want to have a. Argument about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Morning, anyway, John. This, this, this wasn't the case this time. I'm just getting old, I think. <laughs> I don't think so. Good morning, John. John Baird. Yeah, hey, hi, John. How, How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I think the paintings, are, well, uh, regardless of whether or not people want to argue about them with you, <laughs> um, they're certainly uh, luscious. There's a kind of an, uh, an old school approach to applying the paint, which is uh, very engaging uh, well, and beautifully handled, I have to say, and okay. uh, very obviously very high end um, paint itself. You know, the paint, you can see the quality in the paint. Um, and the, there's a sort of mixture of that with a, uh, a modern draftsmanship uh, or a contemporary draftsmanship, which is uh, just adds to the engagement, I think. And also that allegorical thing where they all have it; they're all kind of halfway through a story. There's certainly yeah, a that's pretty good. There's sort of a middle. If there's no beginning or no end, but there's certainly no. a middle. Mm. Uh, to me, it's I, I kept getting the sense that I was in a dream. That it was, you know, that that the recollections of a dream are often fragmented, and the, you, exactly, it's like being in the middle of a story, not actually realizing. Why? Yeah, that there is. Sort of how I work in that, in a way, I'm not, I'm not a sort of a topographical painter. You know, I'm really when I paint landscape, I'm, I'm looking looking for a landscape that fits something that's in my mind already, right? Rather than the other way around. Yeah, well, that's a good approach. I think. Yeah, <laughs> that, and that's, well, that's pretty hard to find. You probably have to do a few more kilometres walking around in order to find them, do you? Do yeah, sometimes it's in an unlikely little spot. You know, right? Um, but it's I guess it's because, well, in one way, the peninsula has become a bit civilised, you know, whereas once it wasn't. Right. And there are, there are a few more sort of hidey holes around the place on some of mm. But um, I suppose my aesthetic, because I've been down here for, oh, since the early 70s, I, I'm fairly well conditioned, I, I guess, to the, the light and colour of the area. But um, as for the painting technique, I, look, I've always been a fan of... Um, Traditional painting or painting from the Baroque period, Romantic period. I, yeah. I like that. I like the um, the drafting and the and the content that those sorts of uh, images carry. So I'm not a religious painter or anything like that, but uh, I still I like the paintings to actually carry some sort of information. You know, some as you say, a half finished story, but it's a, the story sort of arrives because. The, um, the, the the actual components of the painting are sort of drawn together as a fair bit of editing out of uh, passages of time. Like the Cape Shank painting, for example, is, I call it Vision of Cape Shank because mm-hmm. I 
taken out probably all the boring bits in the walk <laughs> and left you with a sort of a, yeah. a stronger cup of coffee sort of thing. Well, away from the landscape, uh, I think that you you certainly give good boat and car. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, partly, I guess, because you have an interest in both both of those Yeah, objects. look, I grew up with that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and I like the aesthetic of the cars that sort of more or less finished around about 1965 right. or six. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, and modern motor cars these days are telephones. And a very dashing-looking cray boat in um, <laughs> one of the paintings. And uh, you were a yes. cray fisherman at one stage, of course. And uh, that I, I understand that was your boat, was it? The boat? Yeah, that you it was the, the Margaret, the, the slightly more glamorised version. But okay. The boat called the Margaret, which was a wet well, thirty-foot cray boat that, we, that uh, mate and I worked back in the eighties. But uh, I certainly did a fair bit of vomiting over the side of that. <laughs> Well, in the, in the, what a part of the brain it was that makes you do that. In the painting, it's uh, it's applying itself to a difficult situation, and uh, just it's, I think it's a splendid painting. I really love that picture. Oh, great! Thank you. Uh, what was the fish? Was it a barracuda? Yes, yeah, a cuda. Yes. It's, yeah. uh, it's, um, it's sort of harks back that particular one, which is called that sea. It sort of harks back to um, uh, when I was a kid. My father. It, it, take his uh, little clinker dinghy out fishing and uh, he caught a barracuda which was, he was six foot four, the barracuda was not much shorter than him mm. he managed to pull it on board the boat and he in the end he broke the tiller over its head trying to kill it <gasps> and um, brought it back home and it sort of stuck in my mind as a, I saw this great big fish and it just sort of stayed with me much an emblem of, I guess, you know, what's happening to the environmentally, you know, it worries the hell out of me what's happened to the world, yeah. what could happen. I think a lot of people are pretty uneasy about all that. Yeah. So it's sort of just one of these things that, I don't know, as a baby boomer, I sort of had the best of it in many ways. And um, now it's become a bit perilous because of the, so many of us. Yes. Well, there, there is a very much a nostalgia in, in a lot of the imagery that you are, you know, the scenes that you're depicting, these beautiful pathways. In fact, I, I, I wondered at the end of, uh, of walking around the room, um, the image of that tree-lined, dappled tree-lined path down to the, down to the water that seems to be in several paintings. <laughs> is that, um, is that a dream of yours? Is that a, is, is that a memory of yours that, that well, keeps? I, I yeah. Go down to Merrick Beach or yep. uh, McRae or any of these places, and that's sort of the. Uh, it's just a, it's, there's something about it, the difference between where you prospect of walking through into something, and often that's the most exciting part of going to the beach is walking through that tunnel. Yes, the anticipation. Staggering exhibition. It's absolutely fantastic. It, 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 there are a lot of paintings in there. Is that, does that account for a huge amount of time for you? Has this exhibition been in the making for a long time? 
look, I guess that really it's about two years' work, but I sort of interrupted it with a couple of spinal operations. Well, one before and one in the middle of it, so it sort of slowed me down a bit. So, um, but the consequence of, the, of that was that I was um, more or less con- confined to working in the studio rather than hopping on an aeroplane and flying somewhere, driving off, you know, mm. because I couldn't do it. But, um, so there was an upside to being being immobilised. But uh, no, there's a look, there was a lot of lot of work in it, but it, but yeah, it was interrupted occasionally. Mm. How's the back now? It's a probably quite a lot of work, physical work, to get it back. Well, yeah, like when you're younger, you do things, you know, you see weights around, do all sorts of stuff, and uh, sooner or later, I guess, it catches up with you. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. We're all getting on. It is a sensational exhibition. Congratulations. I'm going Thanks. to put links to your work and to the gallery on our Facebook page so okay. our listeners can have a look, and uh, I encourage... You all to get up there. We had a, we really loved it, didn't we, John? Yep, it was great. Excellent show, and uh, I'd recommend anyone to go and have a look and uh, take the opportunity to be reborn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and remember to keep smiling. You know, because, uh, I do like to have some sort of humour in the paint, even though it might be hidden away a bit. Oh, well, it, a lot it, of it is sort of about human folly or the, the temporary nature of being alive. Yeah, I yeah, think a lot of them bring a quiet smile. I don't yeah, know about a, a, a thigh-slapping <laughs> laugh, but no. But there's definitely you, there's definitely joy in there. You can you know there's always the, there's the dancing woman and the, and there's there's sort of a, um, there are there are little parties going on in yeah, lots of the well, canvases, aren't of, there? Uh, you know, life has to be fun, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, because we're here for a long time. Yeah, well, no, we're not. Well, <laughs> you think you are. You think but, you uh, are, but no, that's true. Realize mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, ten years goes pretty quick. Yeah, it goes faster and faster the more you move along. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's been wonderful talking to you today, okay, John well, thanks, Anderson. Thanks, to both of you for that. thanks so much. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was a terrific exhibition, wasn't it? I loved it. Mm. And I, partly, it's a. Uh, a a painter taking delight in that uh, that very careful and beautiful application of material that he has about his work. You know, he, mm-hmm. he knows how to put paint on. It's kind of it's not that common a skill these days. Um, it's that thing that uh, Robert Hughes described as the spectacle of skill. Yes, but it's not taking over. You know, no. it's just lurking in the background. No, he's just yeah. a he just does a dab hand at it. Mm. And the thing that I love, I love all the moody darkness. Mm. He's not afraid not afraid of the dark. It's almost chiaroscuro, mm. or you know, like things are coming out of the dark. Burnt Beautiful. umber. What did you say? Burnt, Burnt. umber. Is that what it is? <laughs> All right, well, now we have a few messages from our sponsors from, um, and uh, we'll be back with uh, John on. I think that's uh, pretty much what I do for a living, let the frequencies of light dance around <laughs> my consciousness. Yeah, do you? Do you yeah. think so? Yeah. 
That's uh, that's our great friend Steve Meyer show uh, sold us all on as it sounds now three times a week. Mm. Go Steve. One summer's day, Sally. Yes, John. Uh, the phone rang at home uh, when Amanda and I were living in Sorrento, and it was my Melbourne art dealer, Rod Eastgate. Yes. And uh, Rod rang me up and he said, John, so-and-so, an unnamed Sydney art dealer, mm-hmm. uh, has just bought two of your paintings from the gallery here in Melbourne, and uh, he's declared that he's... Very fond of them, and he, he's going to ring you. He wants to talk to you about um, showing paintings in Sydney. That was a great phone call. I enjoyed that. Yeah, who uh, wouldn't? A couple of weeks later, um, via some emails and phone calls, uh, Amanda and I went up to Melbourne to meet with this fellow, and uh, he'd said to me on the phone, look, if you're coming up to Melbourne and you're going to meet me and you've got a couple of paintings, a couple of more paintings... Uh, other than the ones that I bought in the gallery in Melbourne, put them in the car and bring them with you. And I wasn't sure what that was about, but I had an inkling. And uh, we met in Turak Road, and he said, you bring any pictures? And I said, yeah, sure, and opened the boot of the car, and he looked at them, and then he put his hand in the back pocket and pulled out the wad and started flipping off money and gave me cash in Turak Road, uh, quite a lot of it. Gosh. And... Um, and said, right, let's go to lunch. And uh, just down the road uh, at the time was a restaurant called The Water Grill. Oh, yes, yes, yes. seafood restaurant. And uh, we went in there, sat down, and he almost immediately started tapping on... We were sitting in the window. He started tapping the window as people walked by. uh, And they they turned out to be people he knew or vaguely knew or thought he knew and invited them in to join us for lunch. And soon enough, we had a dozen people sitting at this table. Good grief. He he and my wife, Amanda, had a conversation about what were the best oysters, Coffin Bay or Sydney Rock oysters or whatever. And he uh, quite suddenly got the attention of one of the waiters and said, bring us all your oysters. (gasps) And I couldn't help noticing the other 15 or so diners in the restaurant all having a look of disappointment on their faces as they realised all the oysters were had gone. Had gone. It's a little bit of OTT, isn't it? Dozens and dozens and dozens of oysters arrived at the table. Good grief. Could, did you eat them all? Uh, well, I didn't certainly didn't eat them all, but mm-hmm. no, I think they were pretty well all consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda gave it a pretty good beating. <laughs> I would have given it a good nudge had I been there. Yeah. Um, lots of glasses of champagne out of the big bottles of champagne, mm. not the little ones, the big ones. Uh, and there was uh, fish and crayfish uh, just adorning the table as the afternoon went on. This has to be the 80s. No. When was it? Uh, this is about 15 years ago. Oh, my word. Sounds like the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and this fellow was getting more and more elaborate in his behaviour. Um, he kind of had a bit Did of... Did you know him well before? No, that? I didn't no. know him at all. No. Uh, but I was looking at him and wondering whether or not Barry Humphreys had um, based his Les Patterson on this fellow. Oh. He was going round the corner, you know, and uh, he had a bit of mayonnaise on his tie. And oh. I, he said he got his face a little too close to mine with a bit of lobster hanging out of oh, his mouth. Oh, don't. That's horrible. And he said to me, John, I'm going to make you rich. 
And I have to tell anyone who's listening and is interested, if a man with lobster hanging out of his mouth tells you he's going to make you rich, run. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't run. And I, uh, I'm not sure that I believed him or that I was all that interested in him making me rich, but I was interested in the fact that he had a very reputable gallery in Sydney and that he wanted to show my work. You know. Yeah, of course you would be. And uh, he said, now, there's a way we have to go about this. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can sell your paintings, but it's going to help me uh, if these paintings are in fact imported from France. I want you to go to France to make these paintings and um, then I can sell more of them and I can sell them for more money. And uh, is that some sort of tax thing or is that some sort of marketing strategy? It's a marketing think? strategy yes, on his okay. behalf. He yep. wanted the paintings to be made in France. Yeah, okay. I, I, I said, I don't think we can go and live in France. And he said, well, make 10 paintings, send them to Sydney. Uh, I'll hold those paintings as um, a deposit, if you like, on the money that I'm going to send to you as a salary. I'll pay you a salary and I'll help you get set up in France. But what I want you to do is go home, make those paintings and make your arrangements to go to France. I remember that stage of your um, career, actually. Hmm. So I went home, I rented a house in France, in the village that Mark Stewart was living in, in the south of France, uh, I spoke to schools about the kids, our yep. kids going to school in France and uh, made arrangements with the Victorian uh, education system about how that would best work. Um, and we were getting ready to go and I rang this Sydney art dealer and I, uh, I said, all right, well, I, I'd sent 10 paintings up to Sydney and uh, he had them, and I said, all right, well, we're sort of pretty w- well organised at this end. And he said, I've changed my mind. Uh, I'm not going to handle your work at all. And uh, I'm going, I've got your paintings packed up. They're in my cellar, and I don't want to talk about it. And he hung up. And uh, I, you know, I was sort of confused <laughs> about what had What, what had, had just happened. happened. Yeah. Um, so I tried to find out. He wouldn't talk to me. Um, his staff wouldn't talk to me. Uh, and I thought, well, I need to get someone in there to get the paintings out at least. So I sent him an email saying that I was going to send someone around to pick up the paintings, who happened to be another Sydney art dealer. And uh, <coughs> he said, I'm not going to let any of my competitors into my cellar to have a look around and uh, so don't send anyone around here, they won't get access to the paintings. And this went on for quite some time. But eventually I decided that I would, as Vivian Hopkirk used to say, retaliate with illumination. Mm. So I um, went and saw the fabulous Ali Yeldon yes. at Art House Gallery in Sydney and uh told her exactly what was going on and uh, she said, well, why don't you and I set out to make him envious of your performance in Sydney? In other words, let's have some fabulous shows and he'll be thinking to himself, well, I wish I'd done that myself. And she also went about getting those paintings back from him. In the end, he just handed them over, but uh, not graciously or kindly. 
What an extraordinary story. And does he remain nameless because... I mean, why does he remain nameless? I just don't want to name him. Yeah. But I um, I ran into him at an art fair um, a couple of years later mm-hmm. and uh, he stuck his hand out and said, G'day, John, how are you going? He introduced me to his colleagues that he had with him and uh, <laughs> it was very strange. Do you, do you understand... He's not a well man. Right. Do you think that that was part of it? Absolutely. He right. was as He was as high as a kite when we had lunch. Well, thinking we... about it, when I said it sounded like the 80s, I was thinking cocaine and excess. Yeah, I think he's just got mental issues. Right. Dear, oh dear. Don't know that it was drugs. He's... he's, um, he's, he's Petite and rather gorgeous wife looked alarmed all the way through that lunch. Right. And I should have, that should have rung alarm bells for me, you know. Still, you you know, um, in situations like that, it's very hard not to be seduced by the allure of of what was going on. I didn't know know anything about him, but I knew about his gallery Mm. and I wanted to be attached to it. Of course. Yeah. What an incredible story. Hmm. I did learn my lesson, though, didn't I? Yes, well, that would have taken some You know, the lobster in the mouth? The lobster in the mouth, that's not good, yes. Yes. I do remember having a a similar revelation many years ago when I lived in London, and I I had a friend who is a a lord, actually, and he he used to want... He he wanted to take me out quite... um, uh, And he took me to a few rather fancy dinners. And he did this thing one day where he was completely madly decanting wine and explaining to me how wine red wine is so much better when it's been oxygenated and so on mm. and he had he had oil from the italian food that he was eating mm. running down his chin and he was pour spilling red wine everywhere yeah. and i remember thinking this isn't good he's either not a well man is, or he's about is, to propose <laughs> yes i got out of there really fast <laughs> My goodness, what an incredible story. So that would have taken some time to get over, John. Uh, yeah, it took us a while to recover from mm. that. Uh, not only, uh, you know, it, you know, I had to... The money was bad, you know. It cost a lot of money that just disappeared. Um, but also I had to recover my sense of self, you know. I, I, I felt very badly damaged by it. Yes. I don't know how people who run businesses and have difficulties do it, frankly. Because it's hard not to take those kind of that that, that kind of thing personally. I'm just feeling beaten up and yes. and uh, uh, wrong, wrongly done by. Mm. You know, it took me a while to recover. Does anyway. this man still operate as a yeah, gallery? Absolutely. Oh my goodness, he's still yeah. there doing it. Has he done it to anyone else that you know of? Uh, not that I know of. No, but How that doesn't peculiar. mean it hasn't happened. No, he does. He has a bad reputation for being somewhat. Not a bad reputation. He has a reputation for being uh, somewhat bipolar. Right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure that's a terrible cross for him to bear, but mm. uh, clearly he's had terrible effects on others. I'm going to play a little piece of music now. Okay. Uh, this is a, a group called The The. I have uh, I, I pulled this song out. It's one of my old favourites, as I always say, mm. but. Uh, I did hear just this last week that they're actually reformed and coming to play at the Art Centre. What are they called? The, the. The, the. Yeah, this is from Mm. their album called Soul Mining, This Is The Day, and um, here it is.
Aren't they fabulous? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's a real kind of sound of that era. Yeah, absolutely. It brings yeah. back a lot of memories. But guess yeah. what? Oh. Hark. Yes. Time for the news. Uh, we've spoken with John Anderson today, who has an incredible exhibition at Australian Galleries that's going to hang until the middle of July. Do yourself a favour, as Molly Meldrum used to say. Yeah. Go and have a look. Yeah, indeed. Uh, the Meeting Place, um, which is the exhibition that we also spoke about today at Hot Springs in Rye, curated by Susan McCulloch. And uh, I reckon that sounds good. Yeah, yes, that, that's worth going along to see. And, and it's in the you cafe. Know, you can get in uh, some hot water while you're there. You can get in some hot water, but I think you can also go and have a look without getting in hot water if yeah. you want to. Mm. Yeah. Janka Kujara Chukapa Kuchu is Linden's um, new art gallery. Has They've got a new exhibition presenting mother-daughter relationships of the Anangu woman. And uh, we're going to be talking to its curator, David Hagger, in a couple of weeks. Uh, that is on at Linden New Art in the Domain, uh, Saturday, 28th of July until early September. Open house, I'm excited. With over 220 buildings around Melbourne, Open House will take over Melbourne for the whole month of July with talks, events, tours, screenings and performances. The 28th, 29th of July. Uh, yeah. What does that mean? A dash year. I don't know. That's just my spelling. <laughs> the program has been extended to the Mornington Peninsula for the first time with two buildings opening at Monash University's Peninsula Campus. What does that mean? Well, there are two buildings that are part of the program this year, uh, Monash Peninsula Accommodation Site and the Monash Peninsula Activity and Recreation Centre. Okay. They're both included in the Open House series and you can, if you go to the website, you'll get a whole lot more details. But uh, we are going to be talking with somebody from Open House uh, over the next few weeks uh, to fill us in a little bit more. So mm. I'll, I'll put a link on our website, on our Facebook page, so you can have a look a little bit more. Sarah Faulkner has a new exhibition at Merrick's House Art Gallery, the 14th of July to the August the 5th. We're going to go and talk to her, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I think while she's hanging up, we're going to go and have a little bit of a chat. Birds in Habitat. Yeah, they're really beautiful. I've seen a couple of them. Now, um, this is something that I think will probably interest you, and I'm sure it will interest Mark as well. Parallel Visions, it's a survey uh, of the work of two artists, Brett Whiteley and George Balderson, uh, revealing the unusual synergies found between their work. Mm. Um, apparently they were born in the same year, and uh, both experienced meteoric success in their respective cities of Melbourne and Sydney and died tragically young. Um, there's an exhibition of featuring over 120 of their um, their works and uh, it's on at the NGV uh, 31st of August to the 28th of Jan so that I think sounds fabulous and it does uh, doesn't it it Mark of course spent quite a bit of time with Brett Whiteley uh, yes. when he was young and I was taught by George Balderson at RMIT there's another synergy hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm sure we'll have to do a feature on that and perhaps we might be able to get to talk to somebody about that in the in the future uh, Poets Corner July 29th features Poet Wani uh, who was Melbourne Slam Danger Ding Dong Grand Slam champion in 2016-17 oh, really? he's also the Victorian College of the Arts Slam Poetry Champion for 2016 and was selected as one of the members representing Australia at the National Poetry Slam in Colorado. It's on at McRae at the BBC Cafe on the 29th of July. Um, you better go to their website if you're interested or ring the cafe if you want to go along. Mm. Slam poetry. 
Yes. Now, there's also a $20,000 fellowship open to individual mid-career artists and groups thanks to Copyright Agency and National Association of Visual Arts. Um, And the funding can be used towards a range of activities such as research, travel, skills development, residency, mentorship, etc., etc. Have a look at their website. I'll put a link on our Facebook page. That sounds pretty interesting. It does. Yeah. And um, that's about it for us, I think, today. if you've been, if you've just tuned in, you've missed Arts About, but you can hear repeat on Wednesdays at 12 or listen to the podcast on the station website. You can also listen to us on air and streaming from the station website or even the station app. And we have a fancy new podcast address. If you go to our Facebook page, you'll find a link to it there and you can find out a little bit about what we've been speaking about and some of the guests we've had on and things that are coming up with. Remember, everybody, we may not know everything about art. But uh, we know what we like. Mark knows what he's like. Perhaps he's listening to a streaming. Yeah, we were going to call him, but Douglas we forgot. Douglas P. Port Douglas Apartment in the arms of his lover. Oh, Mark. 